0: And here we are. So welcome to Face the Strange, uh the podcast where we embrace the reality of the only constant being change by sharing with one another the amazing ways in which we are all different but the same. Nice. Uh, I'm Lucas, your host, and my guest today is Yani. Hello. Thanks very much for being on here, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and um yeah, very much look forward to just chatting with you and um hearing things about you and all ideas that you all the many ideas that you um sort of explore. Um, I'll introduce you with um, just yeah a bit of a, your background, and you seem you've studied what many different different modalities and um, styles of healing and um, or body work. Um, you said you've worked alongside Olympic athletes and um, worked in different clinics, so in the Energy Clinic and the ABI Clinic in Darwin. I've um, also done training in Russian martial arts and um, also received tuition. Um, looks like various asian stuff such as qigong wing chung kenpo and kriya yoga um it all sounds amazing um to begin with i just want to ask you about can you explain what that idea of body work sort of means and what um what's the the translate that for someone the layman in understanding body work
1: uh yes it's just an easier way of summarizing all the different things you might do to interact with someone's body to bring about some positive change um yeah anyway anywhere from you know assisted stretching and manipulation of the joints um to to get better alignment to um massage to any other things that you might interact with the body with um some different tools whether it's acupuncture or Um, Moxabustion, which is those flaming mugwort
0: cigars. (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, they're good. Good for tonification, good for, you know, um, well, there's all sorts of applications for them. Um,
0: So is that applied in a similar way to acupuncture? Yeah, just a a distance from
1: the body usually. You can do scarification. I've done it to myself. I've never done it to anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that there. (laughs) Okay. That's yeah, there's some showing me a
0: couple of scars here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Um yeah. I wouldn't inflict a lot of what I've inflicted on myself to other people, that'd just be a, a misery. But um
0: <laughs> but yeah.
1: That's could have a whole a whole so, conversation so just so about when, that. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, so when you think like that I did that term body work is that something say people who've d- studied various different, you know well whether it's traditions or um yeah practical yeah things any, that it can encompass all that sort of yeah stuff.
1: twin arm massage is a form of body work that's you know i guess a lot of what i do to fall under or thai massage or swedish massage or um you know and then all the way going to to energy work and stuff which is something i've put a lot of time into as well and especially just myself um that's where a lot of the learning comes from just to spend time on your own and Um, figuring out what works and what connects because the benefit of working on your own body is you can feel it from the outside through your hands, but you can feel it internally as well and you can really start to get an understanding of what contact in different areas feels like and what contact outside of the body feels like as well and the changes that are facilitated through that. That's good.
0: Yeah, wow. So, yeah, can I ask how you... Uh, where does it begin for you? I guess in whether it's your study or the actual practical, um, you say so whether it's healing yourself or someone else out. Where did that begin? And where does your where does your path sort of
1: um, when derive I was itself? Young, very young, like I think eight. Um, I started working on my mum. Wow. Because she needed it. And a massage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Just would, would, you know, just massage her feet um because she you know stressed tired and um it was yeah i just watched the shape of things change over the months that followed and it was the first thing i think i really noticed that i could put myself to proper good use and have a positive effect and that just felt really good on the inside you know like i wanted to do something positive but i didn't know where to start in you know in the world in general, let alone someone I really care about. Um, but seeing the positive changes come from that, even just from something as simple as working
0: on someone's feet, was um, great. That's amazing, man. I do think that's a pretty epic level good son kind of action. <laughs> I think any mums <laughs> listening would be like, "What?" <laughs> well, <laughs> she was massaging the feet. Oh, she was really grateful,
1: yeah, and you know, awesome. like I, I, you know, I've done that a lot through the whole time since then, and she, yeah, that that was the. She was kind of the major inspiration for me to really, like, learn the body and medicine and um, physiology and all that sort of stuff and everything I could to improve someone's state of health, you know.
0: Yeah, cool. That was the next sort of thing I wanted to ask was when – which way did it lead as far as becoming more interested in the medical or remedial side? Um, Yeah, when did that come up for you and where did the study come in or what organization or influences um, – Well, what were most remarkable for you? Um, I guess,
1: yeah. I, I was always pretty curious at a young age and, uh, you know, about heaps of different questions that I didn't know who would, might be able to answer them. And I never found anyone that I thought would. And yeah, it didn't come about for a long time. But I had a few things that were just kind of programmed into me for some reason, innately. Um, and later I kind of came to found came to find that they were kind of good fundamental things to have programmed in there, like just watching the breath very carefully, um, and just pushing my body, <laughs> just pushing that damn thing, and you know putting it through a lot of different stuff, like whether it be endurance stuff and or pain, um, a lot can we of that. get a
0: little <laughs> specific here so that. We- <laughs> We're not just imagining you vaguely masochistic. And- <laughs> um, what do you mean by that? Like, say, endurance or pain? Like, what uh, particular? Well, I had physical I had
1: one friend that I that I came to make when I was maybe twelve, um, and the bulk of that relationship was realistically like uh, kind of yeah extreme, um, and yeah, it just it really did have a lot to do with pushing. Um, and, you know, we'd, we'd load up these cups with, you know, three quarters of a cup of whatever caffeinated substance might be in his house <laughs> and try and melt that thing down with hot water and charge them things down and then just stay up all night, like, um, sprinting, running from rooftop to rooftop, um, jumping off and, like, climbing trees and, um, you know, just Whoa. wailing on each other. Uh, and he was older and stronger than me um so i learned to kind of step up to that sort of level like he was he was that dude you know like he he would have been 15 at the time and he was a strong tough dude who'd already done like a decent bit of training he was a fearsome dude and um and then a lot of other things to do with fire and sharp stuff and yeah you could go right into that rabbit hole of masochistic like okay but um it didn't have a it didn't have a superficial sort of like um I don't know, there was nothing self-pitying about it. It was literally about putting the mind above the body and I already kind of had that programmed into me as well. That I, I remember like one, one of my very first thoughts I remember having when I was like two, like I couldn't stand up yet. Or maybe I was younger than two, um, crawling across my Nana's floor and looking up and being like, oh, I'm contained, <laughs> looking at the ceiling and then being like, what am I? doing yeah looking at my hands and being like kind of self-aware all of a sudden being like oh um and kind of thinking this isn't quite right is it (laughs) like like as if there was a memory to compare it to previously and and i remember just being like the answer to that question came and i kind of often think back on that and wish it hadn't because it sort of ended the curiosity or something or just gave me some acceptance of the current situation and the, the the response to that question was just like well where else would i be (laughs) and I was like oh okay but I think consequently and sort of concomitant with that I always had this thought that I am not my body I am this other thing um, that is contained in this body for the time being and that has always been as sure as anything and throughout um, you know growing up and pushing myself like I, I think I started probably pushing myself from five Um just just doing push ups and stuff like that till I couldn't um just in simple ways.
0: That is a profound two year old um realisation by the sounds of things. And now you're a five year old doing push ups. I mean I think you're a badass kid. This is epic.
1: Well, I just didn't like (laughs) I didn't really have a lot of connection I felt. Um you know, and I don't feel like I had a real friend, honestly, until I was maybe seventeen. Like where I actually expressed myself and and felt real. Um, kinship I, I had an intense Inner world um, Growing up And You know
0: That, that did centre Very much around the, the physical experiences And Your yeah. body Yeah Yep yeah. mm-hmm.
1: And you know I just couldn't think of anything Really much else worth While doing um, Well yeah Like when I When I kind of learned That I could Help my mum a little bit Physically That was motivating um, But I still didn't feel The sense of ability to open that up to anybody else i was just too damn young there's no platform for a little kid Mm. to say hey i can probably like make you feel better or something i just didn't that wasn't a thing um and it took set up your own practice
0: at eight years (laughs) say (laughs) (laughs) come in here i'll sort you out
1: yeah nah and whatever i i had taken note that that was a thing that i watched happen over the course of months that the state improved but it wasn't something that i felt any sort of confidence in or anything it was just like well okay that's interesting that's good. All right, noted. And it became kind of internal and fundamental. But the the thing I really did notice was what I did um, with myself, with my own body, had a profound influence on how I felt and what I was then further capable of. And also having that mentality of I am not my body, this pain does not belong to me. It's not at me. It's just something I'm aware of. That allowed me to kind of step above and do stuff that physically... I'm sure most kids wouldn't have, um, done, um, be it, you know, strength or, uh, yeah, just smiling at pain, you know?
0: Wow. So was there, um, a point at which, I mean, would you describe this younger, your younger experiences as more of a physical, like experimentation? And then where was a point which study became something that was, suppose, the intellect or the... Um, your learning. Moved further into a you know philosophical or a, a life. It's a lifestyle or something that mm. you, you know you, through your learnings. Then you could you could teach or you could practice. Yep. Um, how'd that come about?
1: Well, I was very much into soccer, and um, and you know I got a bit of like specific guidance for goalkeeping training, which kind of gave me some more stuff to focus on in terms of training my body and that was like the first bit of like real guidance physically that I feel like I got but I'd always just had this knack for retaining um, so much knowledge and it all seems a part of a cohesive system when I'm thinking about the body or um, philosophies or food, herbs all this stuff seems related to me somehow I can relate one thing to the next and it helps really knit together memory and um, so i've kind of just like i didn't really think of it um to start actually going about the journey of collecting knowledge till later um i just did stuff cuz like realistically that's where i've always kind of been based like not like yeah i've, I've become a bit of a information addict of more recent times but mm-hmm. my foundation is definitely just application doing the thing um, and then I just kept doing the thing and I skateboarded and, you know, just applied that similar mentality to that and pushed myself pretty hard. Um, you know, I remember going to town at seven in the morning with friends to skate all day on a Saturday and going to sleep on my couch in my room with my shoes, my skate shoes on and my feet on my board sitting just like, yes, gonna rip it tomorrow. Uh, like <laughs> Just an intensity wow. that is just like what the hell man what are you doing like if i saw that kid now i'd be like whoa props but jesus <laughs> all
0: right um but i was that kid and so looking forward to the next day's physical yeah, experience that yep. you were like gearing up for it basically yeah and i remember it's one amazing. time like
1: you know getting up and tearing out the house and meeting friends out there and you know fanging it down the street and there's this, this gap just behind my mum's place and um I would have been yeah 13 maybe and it's just like a gap with about a meter and a half worth of dirt and then the concrete starts again and I just remember like ollieing half asleep and catching (laughs) the back trucks just catching the concrete and just slingshotting into the ground half asleep still just like (laughs) and yeah just taking like a massive chunk of flesh out of my shoulder and like just like Mm. And my friends were like, oh, <laughs> look at that. And it, you know, it was that sort of depth to it that it doesn't even bleed. It's just a hole, you know, it's just like, yeah, there's plasma. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember like getting up and just continuing and just being like, yep, keen to skate, you know, like I, was, I just really loved it. And that's kind of the way all life felt was about physical stuff at that point in time. And every pain that happened was just almost like a, a fun activity to just try and you know view in that way and another way to kind of put mind above body and that was really prevalent but I guess um and you know like little bits and pieces filtered through just things people said things I'd catch on a TV show or something I would kind of peripherally go out of my way to take in a bit of information about the body or anything I could um and they would all stick and I would apply them and see how they went um and then I guess yeah and then. Do we want to get onto the subject of psychedelics? <laughs> Absolutely, sure, whichever way you go. I well, mean, I,
0: I do have um just to quickly interject, yep you uh and this is just something in, in my mind, a thing, trying to understand you because it sounds so interesting how <laughs> how intense and how much you love the physical. Hmm. Was there but it did sound like how you describe your, your mental state. Was was it a learning for you or was it purely it was just a, am gonna do more, I'm gonna just gonna do it again? Yeah, it was a Even learning though, me. Yeah. And, and what, so what I was did capable So you did feel like of. at the time you were going through something that was growing? Oh, more, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: I never had any idea where it was going. Um, but I knew that a very worthwhile thing is conditioning this body so that it's capable to do more. And I'll learn from that process. And that's definitely how I see it now so as well. So whether that
0: came through, yeah, skateboarding or mm. yeah, goalkeeping. Yeah, yeah and you just did. endurance running yeah. and,
1: you know, staying up all night just doing endurance activities with that young friend of mine and you know that lasted a while um and then all sorts of experimentation with other things you know be it quite early on with weed and then like yeah I was the first person I knew to to take mushrooms Mm -hmm. I did that a bit on my own and, and um some psychedelic seeds and just like whoa like the the melding of senses being able to taste words um watching at one one time like one of the first experiences i had watching my face morph in this mirror to this like character that kind of scared me but i it was vaguely familiar as well kind of looked um i don't know like kind of um yeah i don't know like a an older type of race and it was okay. just, yeah, yeah, like was, an ancient like, yeah looking, yeah
0: but humanoid yeah, yeah. definitely
1: like It struck me as being of this land, and I've had other times um, from taking DMT brews Mm -hmm. that I feel like I connected with that, like a spirit. Well, reflection or like I think it was an old life of mine, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've seen I've seen parallels of it in my life with what I kind of threw myself into in Darwin, which is you know like that was like a a bit later Mm -hmm. that was kind of more recent, but yeah, just completely throwing myself at the land and seeing if it takes me or kills me for like So
0: this is sort of your journey um if we can flow from you talking about the physical body and experiences mm. so was there obviously now you're saying you were you experienced some psychedelics when you were quite young and is that perhaps more of a philosophy or a life of how you view life like as you get older was that like a, a linear kind of no nah, that was that
1: was already there that kind of just maybe amplified it and extricated some curiosities into a much um yeah and and gave me some in- interesting um experiences of connecting with things outside myself like non-physically mm-hmm. which were very interesting early on it's like who okay is that a thing um but all, all the cues that led me to that sort of terrain were from becoming very very Um, like having a very strong foundation in being still and comfortable because I would kind of sit in my room and play guitar and sing to my heart's content Mm -hmm. after skateboarding or school or anything. That's what i do the rest of my time. And and then whenever I felt just that moment of, yeah, I think I'm done for this moment and I just put the guitar down, I wouldn't ever stress it, um, which I haven't felt at different times, but at that point it was just fresh, it was perfect. Um, at, At the moment I felt this sense of, yeah, I don't know what to do next. I'd be like, well, you put that thing down. That's what you do next. And then I'd just sit there on my bed and close my eyes and just feel the stillness in my body and and just uh, focus on this, like, comfort and slow alignment that would become more and more subtle until it was just such a sublime thing to be sitting in. Because my body, you know, like I I was born, it was, there was nothing broken in it, and it was this kind of continually cultivated thing until... I was, I guess, seventeen or eighteen when I started to tear it apart a little bit. <laughs> it's
0: a beautiful way you just, you just put that though.
1: That was what it was yeah. like, or, sitting or lying flat, and yeah.
0: So, um, were you consciously aware of ideas or concepts such as meditation, or not we, really? So it was just coming to you in a yeah, natural, like, organic type it way. Felt like the thing to do, mm.
1: and these things had always just kind of been there, and of course, like they're they're natural things if you're not distracted by something else. I think
0: you know. Um, when you because I've asked you, I've spoken to you before and you've talked about um, the changes in the world that you could like to see. And you said, you know, more connection with nature. Um, can you just articulate like in, if something comes organically to you like that or innately like that you can sit with yourself, um, how, how do you go in this modern world with so much distraction and um, I suppose artificial or synthetic type experiences that are the norm um, how do you go now keeping that connection with nature and having like it appears that you had an as an individual you were rather in touch with yourself <laughs> just in your your way of being and, and how do you go like currently and in the world with with maintain that connection
1: um. I haven't social mediaed for a long time, mm-hmm. years, and I don't have a TV. There's not one in my house. Um, you know, I I didn't go on the internet even for a, a good while there. I guess it would have been, I don't know, a year or two. I didn't even have the ability to. I still had an old mm-hmm. phone. Only got a, <laughs> a less a less dumb one, kind of relatively recently. Yep um so now i can like the cool thing is i can look up things and filling gaps in information which is a pretty big interest now but i don't yeah there, there's very few things i kind of keep up with um and i hear through conversations where the world is at in some ways but mm-hmm. yeah that's all pretty distant to me and
0: and you don't feel a death of you know reality there for you due to that lack of information yeah
1: there's a few things that kind of um that make me go oh future's coming inevitably um but that's about Mm -hmm. it and like yeah well for one thing i guess this impending solar maximum that's going to happen and may overwhelm the earth's magnetic field in the next four years or so five Mm -hmm. years or so and if that happens then then it's going to be pretty destructive for our modern world and for our um for our atmosphere and us underneath it and then if that doesn't happen, then, yeah, 15 or 20 years, it's going to happen where the, where there's a magnetic excursion and the field disappears entirely, and that'll be a hard time. It happened, I think, in 1859, and all the tele, telegram wires, you know, burned up and the electric... Uh, the, the uh,
0: to Magnetism caused by solar...
1: Yeah, well, like, a, a magnetic field kind of holds off the bombardment from the sun. Um, And we just get the beneficial bits that we've learned to live off filter through. It's destructive still, but the, you know, the gamma rays and everything else is held off. So things like that I think about. (laughs) And yeah, unfortunately, the um, ever encroaching um, totality of the technological world uh, is the thing that basically dictates my movements in this world. Just trying to keep my damn distance from. Yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. All, all the electrical sources um they are so destructive and i can't believe there's still debate about this there shouldn't be um there is so much so many studies done on it and you know you fundamentally can, mean radiation so yeah the, the electromagnetic radiation and stuff like look at studies by you know dr martin Paul's a good one talking about the calcium gated channels in the body uh, it just completely bombards them and you know, creates a lot of overactivity there and that has effects on every system because our whole system's um, navigated by a nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, I guess among other things, but that's a, that's pretty well the main player in what makes stuff happen. Um, apart from sort of the osmotic things that happen because of, you know, the way our body's set up and the magic of it. Um, but yeah, trying to, trying to keep my distance from all these yeah. Total deformities in the in the in the modern world is the one thing that is a struggle about the modern world. It's not yeah. about it's not my interactions with it. It's my <laughs> it's trying to avoid it and then somehow still feel somewhat a part of it. Not I've, like I've, an alien. Yeah, thing. I'm starting to reintegrate a little now for the first time in about four years, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm doing it very, very gently. Kinda of like yeah started a little bit towards the start of last year,
0: just kind of being like, okay, I think I'm ready to come back, guys. <laughs> okay, so when you're saying four years, um, yeah. and you mentioned it just before uh, about your time up in Darwin. Yeah. So um, take us through that that story or just, you know, the bits that...
1: Well, there was a lot of prelude to that, I guess. Like, um, yeah, there was a lot of time between being 17, 18, when I kind of felt my real first connections with people in a really awesome... Friendship um, Friendship mm-hmm. Yeah Foundations And you know Sharing on a real level and, and being able to express Some of these things That I already felt In my heart um, You know Like A lot of positivity And Actually having people That felt like They were on that page And It was great It was a really good time There for, for some years um, And it was very musical As well A lot of fun mm-hmm. We played Yeah In absolutely. that time yeah. That was great um, multiple times and good good vibes in that time a lot of stuff and yeah very much in the depths of the kind of psychedelic journey at that point in, as well and I definitely overdid it <laughs> <laughs> and kind of you know had to put myself back together after neglecting damages that um, you know kind of if you don't address the the sprout and snip it back it becomes a limb you know and that kind of happened in the way of damage to my body, and then there was a few acute times of that. And
0: is this negative? Like, or yeah. Due to psychedelic use? Ah, uh, well, you, know, you just that, mean a lifestyle.
1: Well, it was a lifestyle, and then a few acute events that happened. Um, yeah, like getting my nose broken was one of them. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, That'll tell us.
0: That'll take us through that story.
1: Uh well. Yeah, just um, really like life kind of get ahead of me and stopped stopped addressing the day-to-day things that I guess you should um I moved out in a bit of a rush from home um
0: so you're how old at this stage
1: 17 I guess but and I guess I was already out a lot but that happened kind of quickly and I and would you
0: say is this a transition sort of point yeah life. Okay. Oh, for sure so yeah. you moved out of home and yep. you were yeah. living a lifestyle that maybe was going yeah
1: way too hard mm-hmm. um and you know the foundations i had of being in my room which was t- detached at my mom's place
0: where you could sit with yourself yeah. and you sounded was, very natural. yeah that um, was just a part attuned. of my day yeah, yeah exactly
1: awesome. my days would often enough end there um and you know and it was a sanctuary I could go the door closed and my instruments were there and there was nothing in there other than that apart from my bed and that was just a nice place to be and that really held this certain part of my life And it um yeah I didn't realize how foundational it was until my whole life was just people and I wasn't really used to that and I didn't didn't realize the the follow-on effects that would come from that and i guess now like you know Taoism's has really taught me that you know watch the small changes because they become big changes you know mm-hmm. and things like you know watch watch your thoughts they become words your words become actions your actions become habits your habits becomes yeah. your character your character becomes your destiny and yeah too true and it happens too fast if you're not watching
0: sure absolutely can be relate. yeah um so
1: take everything.
0: us to that to the what, broken nose story. yeah
1: so. so i was just walking back from work one day and and you're about how old uh, i think i would have been mm, yeah 17 or 18 and in this whole period of time there was a lot happening like yeah two grandparents had died in quick succession and a very good friend fam- family friend um and i yeah i won't go into too specifics i guess but yeah things went really downhill um in my family and it was tumultuous and i felt kind of a little bit um disempowered to do anything about it particularly i tried and it didn't feel like my efforts were actually um gaining any traction just despite how much i might try and put in it felt like you know they weren't there was no fruit in it and it didn't know what to do about that, so I tried to accept it, but it was always kind of eaten away at me. So I had this new burden that I'd never really felt before inside myself of um, this feeling of responsibility and yet kind of impotence. I didn't know what to do about that, um, and I tried to just go on living and maintain a sense of positivity in the rest of my life. Um, but I guess it really became obvious in the the ways of just total excess that I took on. Um, you know, and this excess was now in an unhealthy way rather than a way that could be construed as healthy. <laughs> um,
0: so is that just, are you talking about substances? Yeah, about, yeah.
1: fully, yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess that was probably the first time that alcohol really featured heavily as well. Um, and just no holds barred on it. All the things, mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah. I, I had no sense of taboo. Mm. And I went like pretty hard to the point where... um And that was a part of this whole chapter as well i guess so my family has fallen down like a sense of neglect about my day-to-day was to the point where i was wearing these shoes that were too small for me just because they were cheap i found them one day on the way like while skating i was like i gotta get rid rid of these damn shoes I chuck my old shoes away i bought these like new skate shoes for like 50 bucks at this closing down thing chucked them on they're like they're a bit squishy but man you can skate well in them because you're so connected to the board and stuff nice I wore these things for like nine months. They like completely contorted my feet in. <laughs> uh, oh man, I felt like Chinese bindage sort of deal. It was horrible. <laughs> and I didn't realize this happening as it happened. And But that was almost like a metaphor for how my whole life felt. Yeah, um, would you
0: suggest that's like a dissociative choices sort of thing? Like you're making choices, <sighs> but you're not realizing the.
1: It was almost just like... Uh, blind opportunism there wasn't a lot of choices to my choices um and um and I was like yeah hey whatever chuck them on yeah cool skate well that was my focus not about what I'm doing to my body that's actually crumpling it right now and then um but that whole sense of restriction felt like what my life was becoming slowly unbeknownst to me and I was kind of my my room was an open door um my life was an open book um I didn't ever have time alone apart from doing really long walks between one thing and the next that might be a few hours or whatever at a time or, or long skate or whatever but I was trying to always put my time to some use and I wasn't doing the things that help you regenerate and recover like sleeping or <laughs> eating or you know spending time let alone spending time doing nourishing activities for self or anything like that um my first long relationship of a year or so ended Um, I started a new job Um, this was all in the same bracket of a couple of months I guess Uh, I was pretty cut from that ending even though it seemed like for both of us the right thing to do and there was no animosity it was just something that happened but yeah it just led to this tumbling ball that was me and um, yeah all this came at the same time family stuff that substances moving out these damn shoes then <laughs> running into these two cats on the way back from work one day that popped out behind me and just yeah bang like i'd i'd kind of i'd been stomped before one time like um mm. yeah like pretty like by a bunch of these big uh, kiwi dudes like me and, me and my friend just got jumped at the end of a night out super drunk and i just got the like, crap kicked out of me for a minute or so um by about six dudes like after getting run and hit in the face and then pulled backwards and thrown on the ground and then just kicked into it and I was like whoa and like my shoe came off and I kind of that grounded me and I like just saw my shoe and that anchored me and I grabbed it as I rolled out of this circle of dudes kicking me and put it on as I'm stepping backwards before I was really thinking about what's going on I'm like (sighs) and they kind of just looked at me and walked away I'm like all right and I came out of that, I peed some blood for a few days, but it, um, but me and my sure. friend kind of came good from that. Kind of felt bulletproof, generally. That was how I felt at that point in time, generally, because uh, you know history had proven it so far. And then this time, coming back from work, these two dudes approach me from behind. I did not have a malevolent nature at the time at all. Like, this is not really a part of my nature. I'm not a violent person. And one of these dudes come up and he's like, oh, you wanna go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what, Are you serious, man? So just just yeah. he just wanted to attack you. Didn't want yeah. to rob you or anything. Else. Nah, this guy just had no shirt on. Guy standing behind him, bigger, taller guy, and he's coming on, coming up really aggressive with a bit of pace. And I'm like, what? what are you serious, man? And he's like, yeah, I'm serious. And I thought he's gonna shove me. I'm watching South Road, thinking, oh, I better keep a meter or so a distance from this. I don't really want to go into that. And I've looked back, and I thought he's gonna shove me. He just smashed my face, like, Jeez. just poof. And um, and yeah, just took my nose and my head swung and in that moment I, like the thought that went through my man was like, like my mind was just like i remember it was just, man i'm damaged like i thought in that one moment i thought oh my god i could just turn around and like take this guy's face off and i was like oh what's the point in that like there's nothing i want in this interaction like mm. and yeah i just legged it and like played frogger in about two seconds across two lanes of peak hour south road <laughs> and um just kept running and
0: so and this was a peak like so, yeah this is in the evening yeah yeah so sun was wasn't down being attacked randomly yep. in the evening yeah like, and they
1: stuff. they took chase too and i was just like whoa these right. guys want to like destroy me well what is this and i remember the first person i saw once they got about 25 meters away and they could you know make my face out like you know that look or that feeling you get when you see something seriously horrific and your stomach just drops. <laughs> I saw that happen in their face yeah, and I'm like, wow. Ooh, this has got to be bad. And I remember I got back to my friend's place thinking i probably like where I was living at the time, um, thinking, Oh, he'd probably be able to give me a ride to the hospital or something. And I've looked in the mirror and I was just like, Oh, are you serious? Like I'd never seen anything like it. My, my nose was level with my pupil. Oh my goodness. Never seen anything like it, not on UFC, not on anything. And, and I was just like, what? This has got to be a nightmare. And I'm like, what? No, oh, I don't even know where to place this in my experience. Oh, yeah. So I kind of just like pushed it back on and I probably shouldn't have, it probably would have saved me a lot of um waiting time in, in the ER um, if I just walked in like that. And it probably would have also made it so that I could have had, you know, I don't know. I wonder this, if, if it would have changed things if I just left it and gotten surgery, like to just place things again. But mm-hmm. I just pushed it back on and it sounded real crunchy from the inside. It was pretty, pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, then I just grabbed the bike and cruised to the ER and then, yeah. But that event changed everything because I had spent so much time in my body, breathing, singing, feeling my own resonance. Um, yeah, and everything. My voice changed. My breathing changed. It completely destroyed resonance. I didn't feel like me after that at all. Music felt kind of actually horrible to play where even the simplest thing would have felt really lovely before that. Just, I could feel the resonance through my whole face. and I was like, Oh, this is lovely. And I don't have the same voice anymore at all. Um, And that was like, you know, 12 years ago still. Mm. Um, And at the same time, my wisdom teeth were coming through at the same time. My wisdom teeth were coming through and completely cramped. And I neglected that for maybe a year, nine months, a year. It changed the shape of my teeth entirely. My existence felt very uncomfortable. And as a result of the wisdom teeth, my teeth didn't sit the same. I finally got them taken out. That was another horrific experience in there. Um, one guy, uh, one of the four people that, oh, three three people that took teeth out. There was this there was this lovely Asian dentist on um, Torrens Road. He took two of my top teeth out. And um, it was, so, oh, no, one, one of, sorry. Such a simple experience. Ah, painless, no worries. This other guy in North Adelaide, a total sadistic something something Okay. and that was a horrific experience and yeah he like at one point he's on my on my chest with his knee with a scalpel on my bottom tooth forcing it into my tooth and i'm basically underneath the size at the time he's giving me a few injections and i'm like no dude i can feel your finger touch there still I'm like well that's all i can give you and he's proceeded to like break my teeth with scalpel and i'm just thinking as he's pushing in there like man i'm gonna eat this thing if you slip <laughs> i couldn't believe this and it's, and he's looking in my eyes as if to like kind of just like enjoy some Jesus. there was so many messed up things that happened through this period of time and i was just a magnet for it and i understand now why like um you know your mind is a magnet for what you think and feel is what i now mm. believe and that was just a horrible vortex of things um but this all went and for maybe three we- years um yeah this this whole period of time was about three years in duration and there was a lot more to it than i've whatever but it, it also put my spine out because of the way my teeth sat after that oh and also he he numbed half my face for a year and a half that experience left half my face numb for a year and a half after that which was pretty damn
0: was it like visible or is um it just i don't thought? know
1: i didn't really look at myself too much after that like I, I felt i just felt completely depersonalized i did not feel like me at all wow. i hated being alive and for a couple of years i just hoped for death to come um and that was something i had slowly deprogrammed for myself because i'd never felt like that before um but so
0: as i'm just gonna go back and trace the mm-hmm. well, going to.
1: So oh yeah sorry go for I- it no, no, you didn't. Oh, all well, I was going to say I was like, oh, yeah, this is going towards Darwin at some point. But
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, this sounds like an incredibly intense period in your life for, yeah. for a guy who was already living, obviously, very intensely as a child. This is very formative um, stuff, really, though. So this was, yeah, you'd moved out of home, you know, first time, and then you had some family, you know, issues that was sort of going down, and then this broken nose incident or like where you blatantly just randomly attacked. Mm. Um, when you speak about... Your mind and say your thoughts in you know, mm. being a magnet. Do you suppose? Because I, I can't agree or like think that you personally precipitated a bunch of, uh, particularly a random attack. I don't of of that viciousness as well, like mm. or that harsher consequence. Um, when you reflect now, do you? Because I'm interested when you say depersonalize. Mm. How did you regain, or how, I guess how did the page turn and how did you regain like a trust in the world or even a connection that um, now when you talk about Taoism and mm. stuff like this, how did you find this? Where, how did you go within yourself and find a philosophy or a way of, yeah, I guess, reconnecting?
1: It had to be exactly that. Like I had to, um, well, because there was other things that happened. One of the other things that happened around this period of time as well was there was this MySpace started about me that I did not do and I don't know how many people that saw that thought I did do it but I did not do it (laughs) I had nothing to do with it and it really impacted me as well because there was this whole other group of people coming into life through this new band um that I just started with a member that kind of came with this whole entourage of people and now this this myspace exists about me and um it was like oh who's this crazy cat just getting about in the world doing all these crazy things and I'm just like oh my god I do not feel like this human Like, I am not this I am not this positive beacon of light or energy. I am very much trying to like hide. (laughs) And here is this. And it's adding all sorts of people from all sorts of places. That was a very strange experience. Um and so all that was happening and my body and mind just felt worse and worse and worse and worse. And all the while I'm still using psychedelics and everything like that and eventually I just and I was hoping to kinda trip myself out of it one day, like, maybe if I go into things with this mentality and blah 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 nope it just continues to grind the gears harder and i eventually realized and yeah my body was just in such a state of disarray like my spine was it became so painful just to drag myself through the world at 21 years old i was in horrible debilitating like i won't even call it necessarily pain like there was all sorts of pain through my face and jaw and teeth and everything that maintained for years but this is more like a grueling discomfort um and the energy levels were just so low and i was doing all the wrong things still lifestyle wise and i didn't really know that um and yeah the only thing that i came to the conclusion of was after nearly getting hit by a truck one time um yeah like uh been on a bike fanging it down south road with this truck behind thinking and i'm like oh well he can't be in this lane it says that sign right there says he shouldn't be in this lane because the truck should be leaning my way i should be right and then all of a sudden, the the headlights are getting brighter, and then he's on top of me, and and you know I'm right next to the wheel, and I'm like, whoa, this could be it, and I'll, I've hit the curb and gone over the handlebars of my guitar and ground along the ground. And I'm just like, okay, well that wasn't it, and I got a bit of blood, not much, it didn't phase me at all. I was just like, well, that's not death happening again, and I went home with the bike that was a bit manged, and just thought like, hmm, I got to get myself out of this um mentality. Because I can't live like this. And if I keep not dying, <laughs> then it's going to go a really grim place in a handful of years. Um, i gotta, I got to change this. So after that, I realized the only way to continue um, in a decent way is to basically um, break away entirely and get back inside myself. I spent many, many hours a day lying flat, um, slowly moving, dropping all my connections, and habits um and minimizing my lifestyle and then um yeah just coming to realize that life isn't worth living if this is what I'm carrying through it I don't have any ability to to manifest myself properly right now so I gotta like cut everything away and that's what I did um just spent a lot of time on the ground uh reconfigurating my spine um and putting it back into some sort of workable form. Just
0: through for your own feeling?
1: Yeah. yeah. And this is really before I knew much about anything. Um, uh, well, actually, no, that's not quite true. I started a little bit on these, on these tracks, but no, I was still I was still gone balls to the wall for a while. I, I cut all tires, basically, like, you know, in an effort, and I moved to Melbourne mm-hmm. um, with someone we both know. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was the real turning point. I went there and that's when immediately when I moved there, I moved there with the intention of cutting my tires, changing my life and, um, and cutting all the bad habits that went along with that. I went there for sobriety. I went there for a lifestyle change. I went there to learn martial arts and I think I was 20, 21. Um, and immediately, basically the first person that ran into me just started spilling all this knowledge about martial arts. And I was like, Oh, awesome. I'll take a back seat and just listen. And, um, after about 25 minutes, he's like, hey, what am I doing? What am I doing telling you all this? What? How do we get on to this? I'm like, I-, I don't know, man. I just came I came to Melbourne hoping to learn martial arts, and I don't even know. He's like, did you ask me about this? I'm like, no. And he's like, I don't tell anyone about this, bro. I don't know why I'm talking to you. And then he just heard me, though. He's like, oh, okay, you came here just, you know, change your life and learn martial arts. He's like, all right, well, I don't question things too much, bro. My house is just over there. Um, my door's open. I'll I'll teach you Um, if, whenever you want to learn, just uh, come knock. Like, so this
0: was a chance encounter on the entirely.
1: Street. Uh, well, at the warehouse at the, that oh, we moved into, oh, and, yeah, and okay. but this, yeah, just someone who, doesn't didn't pop around there all that often, and uh, was friends with the guy with the guy that owned it. He was an old older than me. I think he was forty four at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just yeah, felt a massive kinship there, and yeah, and I said what thank you man like thank and he's like well pff, this is obviously something and I'm like yeah and he goes dude no one knows I train I've been training for 20 years and no one I'm just happy you know, I'm a gardener guy like I'm like okay and he goes but yeah yeah just that's my house and there's that offer I'm like alright like what do you what do you want like and he's like nothing bro just come train I'm like okay <laughs> and I ended up um, working with him and training with him very often um, on, on that shape there on the ground that I haven't seen almost since there which is pretty amazing yeah um and yeah he just really
0: uh so and what and what style is this this uh he
1: mostly mostly taught me in kenpo okay um which is classified as an american uh karate Mm -hmm. um ed parker created it and it's very much form-based and he just drilled structure into me awesomely um and just watching him as a living example of it and especially the way he worked with tools on the job Mm because we've landscaping together it's awesome um, and you know, just like stuff sticks in my memory from there so much. Just like, I'd be, I'd be hacking away at the ground with a shovel and be like, Hey, bro, where's your power coming from? What, what the hell? What did, give me a little hit on the leg. What, what's this? What's this? And, like poking at the ground with a shovel. Where's your power coming from, bro? I'm like... I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, look, wide stance, bend your knees, hips. And he just attacked the ground. You just see like earth moving for him, this little powerhouse of a dude. He's like, all right, yeah, okay, I'm seeing it. And he's like, that's where power is, man. Get your feet apart, knees. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm starting to see how this works.
0: It's like body form and, and movement. Massively, and that, yeah. yeah, structure. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, this unified movement from the feet and, you know, obviously being in the right position, moving through the knees, moving through the hips, moving through a torso that's like engaged and, and not overly engaged, but flows and torsion in, in the torso. And then, you know, working into the hands and every part of it being a unified whole, like he really started smashing this stuff into me. And yeah, I ended up moving out from the warehouse I was living in, living on my own, um, I just, I didn't know much better at the time. So I'm like, what do I do? Okay, I'll eat three square meals a day. I'll stop drinking, stop all substances. And I did that for, you know, six months straight and, um, and just trained and trained and worked with him and another guy, um, who, the friend of his that owned the first warehouse. And that was great. And it just started transforming me and I started feeling a little bit more like myself or a new version of it. And it mm-hmm. wasn't the same as what went into it. Um, that the structure from birth was broken, <laughs> but I I reformed and um my voice was different. The voice I learned to use, you know, became a different character. I was like, wow, okay, I see how flimsy this sense of identity we have is to our body. It's it's really not much at all. Um, sure. You alter the structure and you alter the the thing manifesting through this. Like. I, I, I still feel like the thing behind it all is invisible and shapeless, um, and you know, based on how your physical body is manifesting, and based on your habits, um, be they through words and um, emotions, and also physical habits, uh, what we eat, what we yeah. what we drink, what we what substances we consume, if any, like all these sort of things.
0: So as we um, if you talk about habits, um, what kind of uh, rituals or you know daily practices do you mm-hmm. use that you feel are yeah that you want to share with us today like yep. most integral or okay vital? Um.
1: Yeah. Well, from that point, things moved along. I moved different martial. I I learned different martial arts. I I I learned. Chinese medicine these things uh, I found qigong Gong teachers that taught me great stuff I found some other great friends and and teachers that have all just imparted great things and I got a good memory for it and I put things into practice and basically I cherry-pick I don't like you know I, I tend to go deep into a system for a while and then I kind of step back and, and, and other things take my attention as well and I maintain certain integral parts of different systems so what I do every day is Mixed match of a lot of different systems. Um, some of it has Qigong foundations, some of it has Systema foundations, some of it is aligned with things I've learned about quantum health and quantum biology and whatnot, and, and the effects of light on the water system in our body. Um, and a lot of it is a massive respect for how important earthing is getting your bare feet on the real ground or an earthing mat that plugs into a, a, the, system, you know, the electrical system in a house and hopefully that house doesn't have a lot of other crazy stuff plugged into it that imparts a, a current onto you. That's not what you want. But, you know, earthing. So every day now, as a result of everything that's happened prior, the distillation of that, which really, really, really works for me and it gets me out of a funk any time I fall off my practices, I come back to this. Um, yeah, and cool. it's basically just wake up uh, depending on the time like now it's winter I'm lying in bed for hours first and I just scan through my body um, and basically apply what uh, is called the inner smile meditation um, that's you can find that uh, Mantak Chia runs through a really nice version of that it's basically just going organ to organ through your body um, thanking it for what it does and apply and, and trying to just, well, just as a starting point before you do that even you generate a great feeling inside yourself and be it love or enthusiasm or anything that you need that's positive to counteract whatever you might be feeling that's the opposite of that um polarity is everything sort of thing and that's always Mm. what kind of guides me from doing this or doing that if I'm experiencing this negative thing well I need to do this positive thing the opposite of that Um, and that corrects those imbalances Um, so right now because it's winter and it's damn cold and I'm in a place now where I can just relax and have my own time and space and I don't have to start work early or anything I do that when I wake up I scan through my body for a long time and just make it feel really good I pay attention to any parts that are calling for attention i put focus there and i can yeah really affect a lot of healing just from no movement at all might place my hands on my stomach feel a lot of movement happening internally when i do that you can do it for other people as well it affects a great change just just the energy from hands and that's that gentle awareness um affects change in in that whole you know stomach cavity um that's a great starting point um, yeah, and, and a thing to consider as well, just on a mind-body-medicine sort of way of things, is every single thing you ever feel in your body, you need a chemical to induce that feeling. You can throw that feeling into motion. You can cause feelings just by thoughts. Mm-hmm. And those those feelings need a chemical to enact them. So, you know, you feel stress. Ooh, here's some cortisol. You know, here's some adrenaline. Um, or you think about food, ah, okay, here's some gastric acids. Um, or you, you know, you think about sex or something and it's like, oh, here's a boost in sex hormones or something, or you feel enthusiasm and you feel love. Like here's some oxytocin that literally opens up parts inside the heart by adding more nitric acid in there. There are, there are physical, um, counterparts to the felt things or else you couldn't feel them. The only way mm. you can feel these things is by the chemicals, and you can you can um, facilitate those chemicals to be produced just by feeling. So whatever yeah, by your attention, yeah, mm. and by and by generating a certain feeling inside your body, you shift the chemical um, makeup. That's really important because stress is everything that kills us, and all the amazing opposites that go further than you can imagine. The sky's your limit to how good you can feel inside they they heal things like you wouldn't believe so that's generally how I start things or something similar and sometimes you know if I'm in a different state I'll just bounce out of bed um and shake myself a bit bounce a bit slap my body down a bit break up all the accumulations of the blood move my joints get things
0: the stretching stretch
1: yeah align the joints in my body um Because, yeah, the joints being out of alignment is a huge problem. And that happens over time just because the muscles end up pulling them the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And then things accumulate in those joints, little minerals and whatnot, like inorganic minerals accumulate. And this is the beginning of less good states. So I'll get up and I'll do that first. Um, Then I'll drink a bunch of good water. A whole bunch, like, you know, a liter or two. Um, Distilled water, like there's a a distilling unit at at my house right now. That sits there with um like fresh distilled water in it that it stills itself usually there'll be shungite um, crystals at the bottom of that they okay. impart a great deal of mm-hmm. antioxidants like long-lasting antioxidants into the water drink that go outside catch some Sun get bare feet on the earth I sleep on an earthing mat anyway um but go get some bare, bare foot on the earth do some more moving do some qigong do some you know maybe maybe sit and move in plank um, on knuckles for a while move around um, cultivate whatever it is I'm looking to cultivate physically for a bit um, prior to that within that um, in a smile meditation there's time to cultivate whatever I want mentally um, and then I'll have a warm shower cool shower warm shower cold shower maybe maybe all cold um, that does an in- immense amount of good for your body as well quells the inflammation Massive boost in the, the positive hormones in your body
0: um, From the contrast or do you think cold is
1: uh, Well cold like is where it, what does it yeah. um, But the contrast is, is positive as well Like, um, And don't go from zero to just crushing cold Because your body really benefits from hormesis Like positive stress But if your body isn't up to the level Where it can push off that positive stress You actually just suffer for it So you need to get your body slowly adjusted To these positive stresses um, and go from there and then you can push your limits and see where you go, but let your body tell you what's going on. That's always the key. Then, yeah, the order of this might change a little bit in the morning, but all these things are key components. Um, and yeah, sometimes my, my mornings will be much more active. Sometimes it'll be much more meditative. Um, and then there's herbs and I'll always like have some herbs at the start of the day as well. And I won't eat until at least the afternoon. Mm. Like, I still haven't eaten now. Can, can ask
0: for what kind of herbs and how are you, you consume them? Yep.
1: Uh, uh, in some ways, because it's easy, just in capsule form, not in pill yep. form so much. Supplement. Capsule actually. form. Yeah. And then um, where you can get good quality herbs,
0: ace. You're not just going and go out and grabbing some, uh, you know, parsley and oregano and showering it down. Oh, sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mix it up. Everything is... There yeah. is no rules,
0: <laughs> in, mm-hmm.
1: especially not in my damn world.
0: Like... I wanted to, yeah, just sort of... Um, Yes, take the observation before it does sound like you're uh when you said before cherry picking on yeah. how you can take in um different techniques or practices that people do but you just apply it in however you feel like it sounds like a free form yep. when you're describing the whether you're doing a plank or doing the knuckles you know i but it sounds like you're just moving through it yeah. in whatever way feels like a flow for you so mm-hmm. yeah and really you know there's, there's
1: like the knuckles push-ups are a, a facet of systema which is foundational because they they develop those things Hectic mm-hmm. tendons yeah. and the, the tendons, you know, tendon strength is what the body is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not muscle strength. Like the tendons are where the tensile strength of the muscle is. Well, uh, yeah, well, the tensile functionality, it, it really, like that's what gives mm. the the thing at the end that makes an arm feel like an iron bar rather than a, a flimsy water bound muscle thing. Yeah. Sure.
0: Um, so, like, as an analogy, almost like it's like the torque. Talk. Like um, talk with a Q.
1: The torque of the what?
0: Like, the, a torque, like with a Q, I mean, like the torque of the power yeah. would be the ten- the well, tendons as opposed to the actual engine itself being the. Uh, the well, muscle. the
1: engine's the mitochondria, mm. and that's what the cold does, and that's what the earthing does, and that's what a lot of fasting does. It, it kills off dysfunctional mitochondria and it produces ones that are more up to the task and this constant adaption which is the whole basis of um uh hormesis um like rising to rising to challenges you set to yourself or or you know just restrictions that we've had in our evolution um it produces a better body over time if it's constantly um subject to these harsh conditions and even you know Exercise is the same thing. Exercise is just one form of homiesis. You you know, your feet pounding on the ground causing tiny little micro fractures in your your shin bones and whatever and they grow back stronger. Or say, you know, uh, iron palm training of just uh, slapping your hand on progressively harder substances going from a wheat bag up to mung beans through to ball bearings um, and then just straight onto, you know, like a wood or metal thing like these things just harden the crap out of your bones they grow back it's so much stronger and you apply herbal liniments to yourself as you're doing this and you've got to eat correctly to rebuild the damage mm-hmm. but it's all these things just in a myriad of ways that um and that's a lot of how herbs work as well it's it's through horm- hormetic stresses that the herb might be a tiny bit toxic um but the res- the response from the body has a better output than the toxicity that you that it imparts, you know, within certain doses, and the the difference between a poison and a medicine is always dosage. You know.
0: mm. so can I connect this to something you spoke of earlier? Well, you know, the intense trauma of your broken nose and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose? Do you think your nose, a is your nose stronger and better than ever? <laughs> But as well, I'd ask about your your I voice. Have, and- I
1: haven't I, I haven't allowed that to be tested since. <laughs> Ain't gonna do it again. That's why I really wanted to learn martial arts after that. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm never getting punched in the face again. Yeah. And great. now you know, like mm-hmm. it, it definitely taught me. Well, that's what it taught me. That was that was my hormetic learning from that. You know what? Maybe it is worth learning how to move and fight because mm. I am not I'm not an aggressive person, but. Um, and I've been in situations well, like to that To any since, listeners
0: out there Yanni has one of the least punchable faces you <laughs> It's a very good looking guy With so much kindness and warmth That it's absurd that Yeah, you're getting punched in the face is just not a Not the way that The world should be But <laughs> perhaps everything I guess has its Yeah, I don't think it, destiny, uh, I don't, it's I its don't think
1: the face would have mattered at that moment and It was just a punch in the face coming to someone And I <laughs> thought about it a lot of times I mean like, be, you know what? I'm glad enough that it was me like getting, you know, I got hit and run just before the start of this year as well by a oh, big old SUV. Okay. Bang, cleaned up off the skateboard, thrown across Port Road, um, bounced, expected to have traffic on top of me, kind of sprung to my feet and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And this guy just kind of looked at me like, huh, and then just took off around me. I was like, wow. He wanted to do that for a start, but... And I'm like, whoa. And you can't let these build up in you as angry things. Um but yeah, it it did piss me off a bit, and fair you know, enough. And yeah, it shook me up to the point of like memory loss and stuff. Like, um, yeah, it bounced my head a bit. Yeah, um, not pleasant. But every time these sort of things happen, it's just like you just got to look on the positive side and like, well, what can I make from this? And and I, I started having some memories that I hadn't, I hadn't accessed for a really long time from quite early life. I was like, oh. Huh check that out and then a lot of other things were completely gone for a while and then I slowly started getting you know all these things back but i just think the whole thing's just fun honestly that's the way i look it's at it it's an
0: amazing attitude well, um so do you catch what i yeah. asked before about um your your voice or when you're describing yeah. when you're younger and how you you know your sense of the resonance in your yep. in your head of you how do you feel with your voice now and um
1: well a friend of my friend of ours mark um said to me a fair while ago um the bent roads are the roads of genius yeah no. um when i was kind of describing like oh man i don't know like when i felt like a really dull light bulb at that time from some damages that had happened recently i was like i don't know man i don't know if i'm gonna and he's like no man Like it's all gonna be good blah blah and i don't know like i definitely have a different approach to music and everything else now and manifesting a different personality through it which i never felt the liberty to push through before um and yeah kind of weirdly enough feels more ancestral now before i felt like it was more just about the things that i'd heard in the past now i feel like i'm manifesting something through music much more along like portuguese ancestry weirdly enough like the portuguese ancestry within me which is about a quarter of me um and yeah another one of the one of the ideas that Taoism says and this is kind of backed up by epigenetics and everything like that and strange things like uh what's one of the things i read recently that mice that um it, that have the scent i think of what cherry or cherry blossom or something simultaneously applied with some kind of negative factor like an electric shock or something like that repeatedly until they have a complete like phobia of the smell of that mm-hmm. cherry or cherry blossom or whatever six generations down the Smell is enough to create terror, yeah, um without having any knowledge of so why hereditary but it's epigenetic like, like yeah. things passed on like the all these imprints from our past are inherited um so that's a lot to work through, but Taoism da- says one of the ideas in it is that there are three major barriers to overcome um ten percent of it is simply our senses alone, like this is what you need to be able to be at baseline level with interpreting reality properly and and Um. Uh, what's it called? Um, accurately. Uh, ten percent of it is impeded just by our senses themselves. Um, forty percent of it is about our habits, and they kind of push off us off our course, and and um and sway our discernment, and and push us into behaviors and thoughts and beliefs that aren't necessarily on on the money at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then fifty percent of it is, uh our heredity uh like what we inherit yeah Yeah, and and um ancestry and overcoming that is the by far they say the hardest obstacle um and you know all these things that naturally kind of pour through you and you see it through behaviors gestures um views um all this stuff preferences uh that is
0: yeah a thing let's go to the classic nature versus nurture argument and yeah well that's gaining more
1: and like. more traction with this whole thing of like you know genes aren't actually that important it's um there are things in there like well for the disease process anyway I think it's like th- 3% they're saying now or 5% tops I think is is what they're saying um, the diseases that are actually just genetic whereas the other 95 some percent of it is basically epigenetic which is your immediate environment the things you put into yourself the the impact your environment has upon you is what manifests certain genes. Um, Mm. But anyway, that's what I found through music that uh, since getting crushed up a bit, um, I'm finding a completely different nature pouring through me and I noticed it pretty well from that point. And I feel like it's weird. Like I feel like I've kind of found my own um, flavor that feels like mine now. I've never really heard anything like it in the stuff I've been writing and playing Mm -hmm. since. So it's had some positive, but it also feels limited. Like I miss my resonance and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, things have just changed and um and I've learned to work with the changes and the more I give in to going with the changes instead of being regretful of what isn't, the better. Sure. The better it is.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and talking about music that leads into what's a bit of a signature question on this podcast. But is there any particular certain song out there that, you know, fills you with sort of like courage or okay. a vitality to <laughs> Whether it's bouncing back from you know harsh experiences or if, is it just something that um, yeah, courage being the operative word you know courage, courage.
1: okay um <laughs> there'll be some strange ones like I, I've got this list now, so I'm actually just gonna have a That's quick cool. sauce of this list because um <sighs> there's a few uh one the first one that jumped to mind without thinking at all weirdly enough it's like the song that really got me into music which is wait and bleed by slipknot <laughs> Okay, wow. <laughs> that filled me with some stuff man <laughs> yeah. yeah at like 12 years old i'm like oh my god and like you know just skating like an animal mm-hmm. um and then consequently you know playing metal like an animal at that period of time as well uh burn my shadow by uncle that's awesome yeah cool you know that song yeah
0: <sighs> Burn my shadow
1: doo-doo.
0: Yeah.
1: Burn yeah. my shadow away. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so pumping Um minor swing by Belarouche. Not by Django, yeah. by Bellarouche. Yeah. It's got the same sort of vibe. <laughs> Dum, 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 and then it just bursts into yeah but then it just busts into this um trip hop sort of thing they're kind of seen along the same lines as porter's head and whatnot but the oh the chick singer is just cool. magic fast flowing jazzy um uh ah, poetry hip-hop vibe it's amazing uh it's one of the that coolest songs cool. I know um yeah they'd, they'd be way up there um yeah I guess songs like the things that um I've really been feeling lately are just songs that contain a wicked amount of energy and just don't seem to have a downside <laughs> like there's no tang in that energy there's nothing bitter about it there's yeah. just a freely outflowing vibe to it and that's what I've been seeking because i've've I've seen I've, I've been really thinking about this a lot in the last six I don't know somewhere six months or so that times in my life where I've really gone downhill it's been aided by the music i've um I've been indulging in at the time, you know like too much of the so
0: that trajectory you mean the yeah kept you like yeah oh can it's I mean, it's yeah.
1: shot me downwards sometimes when you can find some music that really just steeps in that dark you know depressive something it can be so beautiful but it can hurt you yeah and put you in that place whereas you know if you if you try to you know i always have friends say oh man what are you doing this and that depressive stuff man like just can like, listen to some pump stuff, man. I'm like, I'm just not like. I just, I don't know. It's beautiful stuff. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to it. I'm yeah. like, okay. I didn't understand at the time. I really yeah, do now. Yeah, sure. But yeah, double edged swords. Yeah. yeah oh, awesome. also confrontation by Damian Marley. Okay. That's something. Cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. I reckon we need to listen to those now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, can I? Can I? Can I leave leave with a couple of things? Yeah, if, yeah, um,
0: absolutely, of course.
1: There's a few things that I. would really recommend um looking into mm-hmm. and just in the way because yeah i do cherry pick and I, I love looking at all the things just a few supplements to just look into um do what you will but just have a have a no, sauce about sort of yes, um one is crazy it's called bromantane. Mm-hmm. um it's a russian developed uh, uh it's along the lines of a stimulant but it manifests way higher like it, it it changes your genetics to express way higher levels of dopamine for at least a month that's as long as they tested for just from three days of dosage so you output higher dopamine levels um for at least a month um just from three days of uh repeated use of um bromantine. and there's no so downsides i've found about it and, and readily available uh you gotta get it on the internet and um it's a bit difficult but it's legal in australia um and yeah you you utilize um oxygen more efficiently with a higher load um you keep utilizing oxygen like as if that higher load wasn't applied it's pretty Mm -hmm. incredible it got banned from the olympics because russians were using it and just stomping it okay um it also makes you a lot more um resilient to radiation um and yeah neuronal death doesn't occur uh there's yeah it's neuroprotective it's got some amazing benefits uh really good sort of antidepressant sort of vibe as well awesome. um another one is um resveratrol Uh, If you look up resveratrol and David Sinclair, you'll get a bunch of great stuff, probably from the Joe Rogan show. He says enough about it there. What I'm
0: thinking right now is I wish that I wanted to be Joe right now and have Jamie in the background Googling this stuff to show you. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can you bring that up, Jamie? (laughs) I just want him to be Googling all the supplements so I can be looking up. Well,
1: another one right along those lines is um, NMN. Um, It's a nicotinamide compound. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The resveratrol works basically by... um, It's an antioxidant, but the major way it works is by... Um, helping these things called sirtuins which help repair DNA um, and that's pretty amazing and resveratrol is very promising but it only works on one of them NMN is basically like the base currency that makes it all work and so it benefits all seven sirtuins pretty much the anti-aging drug cool. like legitimately um, d is also along those similar lines worth looking into it's a simple sugar that basically helps make up Ribo, uh, well, ribonucleic acid dna mm-hmm. it's the rate limiting factor for creating atp well worth it um and another one that i only learned about recently is called serapeptase. it's the enzyme that um silkworms produce I'm pretty sure it's why silk exists it, it just eats um uh proteins of a less good quality kind of along the same lines of what like emulating fasting to a degree Mm -hmm. it heals stuff very quickly I've noticed I've had some damages lately boom just heals stuff it's good for pain Um, apparently it's got a lot of um, application for cancer Um, what else did it do there's a few other things but yeah basically like pain um, muscle recovery because it's just gonna eat away that damaged debris stuff which is part of the reason you suffer um what else is really up there um and then i guess in terms of herbs like you asked before um the herbs i'd really top tier recommend 100 percent ginkgo that's an amazing mm-hmm. herb to take for a long period of time not really doesn't do so much in the short term brahmi amazing brain stuff ginkgo similar all three of those go together ginkgo brahmi go to go to cola mm-hmm. if, um go to like they all have memory brain effects but um go to call more for connective tissue as well horsetail amazing herbs for building tendons um hair skin nails blah blah but also just no one really thinks about how important the connective tissue of the body is as you age all your organs are made of that stuff as well horsetail is basically a cure-all for internal integrity makes you very tough um and then all the medicinal mushrooms, mm. you know, reishi. Um, lion's mane. My, yeah, my favorite's cordyceps. reishi. Uh, sorry, my favorite's lion's mane. Reishi cordyceps, probably in, yeah, cool. in that order. And then um, uh, chug is another pretty good one. Yep. Turkey tail. Um, Shiitake. Yeah, mm. but I'd say those first three are probably the kings. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and just... Drink good quality water. That's really, really, really important. And um, and watch your blue light exposure and balance that with as much red light as you can get. Watch the sunrise. Watch the sunset. You know, check out what sort of lights you're exposing yourself into your house. Try and get lights that don't smash the blue spectrum because it's really destructive.
0: Whoa, it sounds like...
1: There's something going on. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: no, Joy! That's, that's all, man. Uh... <laughs>
1: That's a call if there of yeah. Uh one.
0: That's, that's my own doing now, so that's funny. <laughs> what, a, what a way. Um, Yanni, man, thank you so much. It's uh, been incredibly informative, but also insights into you. is um been, well, emotional because it's... Yeah, it's not where I would have chosen a, to take um, it, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's why... That's. But no, it's because it's, you're an incredible yeah, guy and obviously someone who lives with, you know, through your learning. Mm. I, 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 I don't even see you with a you're not like a backward stepper you you seem to always be moving yeah but there's probably plenty of reasons why maybe you could have been stopped or um yeah but now here you are you know sharing with us with me so thank you so much for coming on i'm sorry about random noises uh the uh (laughs) me too sorry i'm amazed here (laughs) this is episode two and we had the buzzsaw for practically (laughs) half of maybe the entire thing so um that's you live and you learn folks so um yeah thanks for listening to face the strange uh we'll catch you next time and yeah thanks again yanni you're a legend and thank you come back on again soon shall we do cheers Cheers,